Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading another very special episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. My name is Andre Cherry and I'll be your host to navigate you through this episode. With me today is my very special co-host. You may be familiar with her name. Her name is Zola Cherry and she's my daughter and she's joining me live from the Cherry Picking Studios today because her daycare is closed due to COVID concerns. And so mom and I will be watching Zola from home this entire month of December. So it should be a very interesting month. And so we have her in the, the room today. She's in, in the co-host seat. And so we'll go ahead and recap week 13 action within college football power five action. And then we'll also preview week 14 with my picks and my locks for this upcoming weekend. So we'll start with the recap of week 13 action. And Zola, why don't you come over here by daddy? You want to come by daddy? Grab that football. You want the football? Yeah. Grab that football. All right, you can sit on Daddy's lap. All right. So in week thirteen action, I went three and two this week. In week thirteen, in the ACC, I had NC State over Syracuse. I picked that game correctly. NC State gets the victory, thirty-six to twenty-nine, in what would end up being a very close game. NC State had to rally back in the fourth quarter to win this game. Syracuse's defense looked good against the Wolfpack. They had six sacks, 10 tackle for losses. Syracuse also had a kick return go 98 yards for a touchdown. So Syracuse gave everything that it had in order to try to win this game. But NC State was able to rally back at the end of the game. The winning combination for the Wolfpack was quarterback Bailey Hockman to wide receiver Thayer Thomas, who had nine receptions for 102 yards and three touchdowns. So the NC State live on to see another day. I get the victory in the ACC. If we look at the Big Ten, this week I had Iowa over Nebraska. I picked this game correctly. It it ended up being a very close game, though. Iowa gets the victory 26-20. Nebraska outgained Iowa offensively, but the Cornhuskers had two turnovers in this game, and the most costly fumble coming as the Cornhuskers were driving in the fourth quarter to potentially win the game. So they were driving in the fourth quarter to potentially win the game. Quarterback Adrian Martinez was sacked by Iowa defender Chauncey Golston for a loss of nine yards on the play and a fumble recovery, sealing the game for the Hawkeyes. You see, that's the microphone. Yeah. So Iowa gets the victory over Nebraska by a score of 26 to 20. If we look at the Big 12, Kansas State over Baylor. I picked this one incorrectly, and it was a very close game. 31-32, Baylor gets the victory. It wasn't a good showing for Kansas State in this game. They were dominated in the time of possession. They were dominated in the time of possession, 34 minutes to 25 minutes. As a team, the Wildcats outrushed Baylor 256 yards to 71 but freshman quarterback Will Howard, hailing from Downingtown, PA, threw two interceptions to the Bears. So not a very good showing for Kansas State. Not a very good showing by quarterback Will Howard. 
The Baylor Bears get an upset victory over Kansas State by a score of 32-31. to Kansas State was actually playing pretty well this season, and I think they pretty much eliminated themselves from the Big 12 conversation in terms of who's going to ultimately win the Big 12. Kansas State was eliminated with that loss against Baylor. In the Pac-12, I had the Oregon Ducks over the Beavers. And Oregon State actually pulled off the upset victory over a ranked Oregon squad by a score of 41-38. to The Ducks committed three turnovers to the Beavers in this game. The Beavers scored 22 points in the fourth quarter to secure the upset victory. So shout out to Oregon State for getting the victory against Oregon. So in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, those were my incorrect picks for this week. In the SEC, I had Bama over Auburn. I picked that game correctly. Alabama got the victory over the Auburn Tigers by a score of 42-13. to Coach Nick Saban did not coach in this game due to testing positive for the coronavirus again. This game was pretty much underwhelming from the get-go. Of the 12 offensive drives Alabama had in this game, they scored touchdowns on six of them, and they had no field goals. So offensively, Alabama was rolling. Bama quarterback Mac Jones had another impressive performance on Saturday. He passed for 302 yards and five touchdowns. His favorite target was senior wide receiver Devonta Smith, who hauled in seven catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns. If I was going to predict who was going to make it to the college football playoffs and win it, Alabama, hands down, would be the bet. That's probably the safest bet at this point. Alabama looks like the most complete team. They look like they're ready to roll. Even without Coach Nick Saban, they get the job done against Auburn, probably their most hated rival in the SEC, their most storied rival in the SEC. And so they get the victory, no problem. And so, so those were I'm my believe, week 13 I'm a of Alabama. Results I think they're going to do it my this power season. Five locks. And if we have a college football playoffs, I win. we get to that point, okay, Alabama, okay. hands down, is that team that I'm picking. Stop. It's Overall, I am 44-10 and 10 when making these straight-up predictions. And after this short break, I will share with you my week 14 locks within the Power 5 conference. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this short break. What's going on? It's Casey Callan, host of the Characters of Boxing and Beyond podcast. I'm here in beautiful Charm City, and I just want to remind you about a new book from Clear Contender Media. It's called How They Got Their Billions. We're exploring the business stories of pro football's 32 NFL owners. Every NFL team is worth well over a billion dollars these days. Some NFL owners amass their fortune through inherited wealth, oil exploration, but other stories are more far-fetched than fiction. So this new book, How They Got Their Billions, by me, kind of exploring the different path that all of today's 32 NFL owners took to acquire their fortune and team. So definitely check this book out. It's available right now clearcontender.com slash books or you can find it on Amazon and uh, have a good one everyone want to know what life is really like after the game is all over real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on after orange slices even if you don't like sports pro athletes former college stars celebrities coaches public speakers doctors and all kinds of experts join the show and there's a little bit of something for everybody Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, are you ready? Are you ready, Zola? Yeah. 
Can you say welcome back to the show? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is your host Andre Cherry and my co-host Zola Cherry this week. Zola is going to be staying home with daddy and mommy due to COVID concerns at daycare. So how blessed are we? And so anyways, we'll hop into week 14 predictions in the Power 5 conferences in the ACC, taking Notre Dame over Syracuse. 9-0 Notre Dame rolled this weekend against UNC. In that contest against the Tar Heels, Ian Book went 23 for 33 for 279 yards and one touchdown. I expect Ian Book and running back Kyron Williams to have big performances against Syracuse this weekend. So Notre Dame over Syracuse in the ACC. In the Big Ten, I'm taking Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. Over Minnesota. Northwestern has a clear path to the Big Ten West Championship game, but they will most likely be out of the college football playoff discussion after their short-lived appearance in the top 10 of the rankings last week. They had a disappointing loss against the Michigan State Spartans this past weekend, so they are probably eliminated from the discussion of the college football playoffs, but they can still win the games on that schedule to get to the Big Ten West Championship. So that's still a victory for Northwestern and the fighting Reese Davises. But heartbreaking loss to Michigan State this past weekend. But at any rate, I'm taking Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. Over Minnesota. So P.J. Fleck has got his boys rowing that boat. In the Big 12, I'm taking Iowa State over West Virginia. And this is actually going to be a really, really important game for the Big 12 standings as we're getting down to the end of the season. The Cyclones are currently 7-1 in the standings with West Virginia and Oklahoma still in the hunt of things if they can win out and get some help along the way. Most notably that the Cyclones will have to lose. But West Virginia plays Iowa State this weekend and then Oklahoma to finish out the schedule. If they can win those games and then you know Iowa State loses uh, along the way as well, it's still a three-headed race for the Big 12 champion to be determined. So this is a really important game. I'm picking Iowa State over my good friend Casey's alma mater, West Virginia. I think Iowa State is going to roll, and it should be a fun game. In the Pac-12, I'm taking the Buffs over the Arizona Wildcats. Colorado is 3-0, and and the Wildcats are 0-3, so it's a pretty easy prediction for me this week. Then in the SEC, I'm taking Missouri over Arkansas. I don't really have a dog in this fight, but this could be an interesting game. 3-5 and five Arkansas versus 4-3 and three Missouri. This is a rivalry game. Both of these teams are actually playing better than I would have expected them to play this season. Missouri has had some good wins against LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. Arkansas has a really impressive victory over number 16th ranked Mississippi State at the time. Ole Miss and Tennessee. So this is going to be a real fun game. I'm picking Missouri over Arkansas. Let me run those picks back for you all one more time. In the ACC, Notre Dame over Syracuse. In the Big Ten, Northwestern over Minnesota. In the Big 12, Iowa State over West Virginia. In the Pac-12, Colorado over Arizona. And in the SEC, Missouri over Arkansas. So I'm hoping and I'm expecting that those will be 5-0 picks for me this weekend. These are straight-up predictions. If you pick these teams... I'm hoping it's 5-0 for you as well.
Before we get out of here on this very special edition of the Cherry Picking Podcast with my co-host Zola, who you can probably hear in the background, I want to talk about some college football news from this past weekend. Most notably, the biggest news of them, of them all, Sarah Fuller makes history at Vanderbilt. Sarah Fuller, if you've been following the news... Yep, we're almost done, okay? And then we'll see Mommy, okay? Okay, let me finish up here. So, Sarah Fuller, she made history at Vanderbilt. She became the first woman to participate in a Power 5 football game. In this New York Times article that was written on November 28th by Jillian R. Brazil. And I quote, Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play during a... Quote, Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play during a regular season game in one of college football's Power 5 conferences by booting a kickoff on Saturday for Vanderbilt to start the second half against Missouri. Fuller, a senior and the starting goalkeeper for Vanderbilt's women's soccer team, was tapped to play football this week after every member of the Commodores kicking squad was forced to stop practicing when at least one of them came into contact with someone who tested positive for the coronavirus. Fuller wore the number 32, the same number she wears on her soccer jersey, and a helmet with the phrase, play like a girl. It's just so exciting that I can represent the little girls out there who wanted to do this, or thought about playing football, or any sport really, she said after the game. Fuller helped Vanderbilt clinch its first Southeastern Conference women's title, soccer title since 1994 with a 3-1 victory over Arkansas last Sunday. She was planning to head home to Wiley, Texas for the Thanksgiving holiday when her soccer coach called her with the opportunity to kick this weekend. She told reporters after the game, I'll be there within the hour. She recalled saying to Ken Masher, the team's associate head coach. So that was a a really great feel-good story from this past weekend. As you can hear, I have my daughter in the room with me in the, in the cherry picking studios here in Philadelphia. And so I'm not saying that she'll play football. We want her to be involved with sports as she gets older. This is a great story to tell her when she can understand it. I'm just talking about Sarah Fuller. Okay, we're going to go in one second. Can you give me two minutes? In two minutes. Two minutes. So this is a great story. You know, someone my daughter can look up to someday. So shout out to Sarah Fuller and the Vanderbilt football team for for allowing that to happen. I think they had, they had they had an open tryout type situation and Sarah Fuller won out. And so that's great that you know sex wasn't an issue in determining who would be the kicker and who you know who's the best candidate. Sarah Fuller won out and so shout out to her and the Vanderbilt Commodores. On uh, some sad note, Vanderbilt decided to fire its coach, Derek Mason, on Sunday, one day after the 41 to nothing loss to Missouri. The Commodores now have a record of 0-8. Mason, as a head coach, had a 27-55 and record in his sixth season at Vanderbilt. He is the sixth winningest coach in program history and only the second to lead the Commodores to two bowl games. So, you know, not a very good record record on paper but at the end of the day schools love going to bowl games and the fact that he was able to lead them to two bowl games during his tenure at a at a tough program to win at in the sec 
that's that's a victory in and of itself. So sad news to share with you all there. And then the last story that I want to talk about real quick here, because Zola wants to go see Mama. Ohio State, they didn't play this weekend. They were supposed to play against U of I. And so, can you give me two minutes? Give me two seconds. Ohio State's game at Illinois on Saturday was canceled due to additional positive tests for COVID-19 within the Ohio State program, including its head coach, Ryan Day. Bucknuts <laughs> reported on Wednesday that the game was in jeopardy following some players on the team testing positive earlier that day. The number four Buckeyes, who are 4-0, have now had two games canceled, including a game at Maryland that was scheduled for November 14th. That game was called off due to several positive tests within the Maryland program. And Ohio State's now looking at a really tough situation here. They're 4-0. They have four victories on its schedule. Currently in first place in the conference in the Big Ten uh, East standings. If Ohio State has either the Michigan State game, which is December 5th, or Michigan game, December 12th, games canceled, the Buckeyes will be ineligible for the Big Ten championship game because teams are required to play at least six games to make the trip to Indianapolis unless the average games played per team in the Big Ten falls below six. So I'll read that to you one more time. If the Michigan State or the Michigan game is canceled for Ohio State, they will be ineligible for the Big Ten championship game. We already saw this situation play out for Wisconsin. Technically, they lost to Northwestern a few weeks ago, but... The fact that they had, I think, three of their games canceled at Wisconsin, that automatically made them ineligible. So could we have a similar situation for Ohio State? I, I think it may be unlikely unless we see something crazy with an outbreak or you know things really go sideways for, for Ohio State or the teams that they're going to play on their schedule, Michigan State and Michigan. But if at least one of those games are canceled, Ohio State is ineligible to make the trip to Indianapolis, which is big news in college football because Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan, those were some programs that were making the biggest noise a few months ago when Kevin Warren had made the decision to cancel the fall season. He was proposing playing college football in the spring, giving everyone an opportunity to play full games in the springtime once we get through this wave of the pandemic and we're now into another wave of the pandemic and it would be crazy irony if Ohio State ends up being ineligible for the Big Big Ten Championship game in, in a few weeks from now. So I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I think they, they will probably play both of those games, I, I would think. But if they don't, that's crazy. Because right now, Indiana... The Indiana Hoosiers are in second place in the division with a 5-1 record. So that would be crazy. That'd be crazy if Northwestern and Indiana made it to the Big Ten championship game. Indiana making it before Michigan makes it. I've seen that circulating on social media. The fact that you know Northwestern potentially will make it to its second Big Ten championship game of this year. Michigan hasn't made it once. Indiana would be making it for its first time, presumably if, you know, Ohio State doesn't play its last two games. But anything could happen. I'm just reporting the news. And so I just wanted to share that with you all. But with that, I will get out of here because Zola is ready to go see mommy. 
Uh, we're going to have a fun-filled day at home together. And so it should be a fun-filled month watching Zola for December. But I want to thank you all for downloading this episode, for listening to the show. I hope you're uh, washing your hands, washing your feet. And uh, hopefully we'll be at the end of this some point in the near, near future. But with that said, thank you all for downloading this episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week and uh, have fun watching Week 14 College Football. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Zola, do you want to say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say bye. Bye. All right, we'll see you later, y'all. Take care. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.